Just Building Co. podcast, where we help women and a few cool dudes face their fears, set goals, make game plans, and generally take their current circumstances by the balls so they can live a life they can't wait to get out of bed for every single day. All right. So this morning I have with me Sarah Hosha Cuello. I hope I said that right. And she's all about well-being and self-care. I'll let you tell. (laughs) You go ahead. Oh, well, thank you for having me. First of all, I'm I'm really excited to be here. And yes, I am a self-care coach for busy mothers who are building a business or transitioning out of a career or sometimes both. And I know that for everyone, it's difficult to get a handle on what you need and kind of follow through on it, but even more so as a mother. And then even, even, even more so if you are, you know, kind of jumping into creative projects or creating change or transition in your life. That's awesome. Yeah, it's so needed. And, you know, I take time for myself and I make sure to do that because I've been doing this business for so long and I spent so much time not doing that. But I don't think I've ever actually called it self-care. And then one day my son, he was sick one day and then the next day, and actually I think his sickness was more about his girlfriend having surgery than he was actually, he's only 13, but he stayed, I let him stay home from school because he said he didn't feel good. And he ended up spending the whole day, like he called it his self-care day. And I was just like, it was the cutest thing ever, but I'm glad he's like, you know, aware that he was not, he was stressed out and he needed a day to just chill out and calm down. And moms, you know, so much more need that than a 13 year old boy. But (laughs) you said, you know, transitioning out of careers or, you know, how does that work? Like what happens? Well, well, first of all, that's amazing that he called it that and that he knew he needed it and then he followed through and that's, that's amazing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. What an inspiration. I think the younger generations are, are often like kind of really on top of this like we need this as human beings yeah yeah absolutely and I didn't call it self-care for the the longest time and it's definitely been one of the biggest struggles of my life in the past and I think that's ironically true for a lot of us is that we learn from what we've most struggled with and I definitely struggled with honesty around what I really needed and so that's where I start with people is that for me self-care starts with self-awareness and so self-awareness and self-care equals self-love so it's like taking some space to allow awareness of what you really need so I think in the past I would sort of self-care wasn't really a trendy label but I would sort of label it self-care or label it looking after myself or being healthy and really it was sort of catering to other people's pressures and other people's needs especially my 20s there was a lot of pressure I lived in Vancouver in Canada it's a very healthy city which is great but the kind of flip side of that is a lot of pressure to be thin and healthy and and so I would have said looking after myself was always getting that 6am spin class in and you know always doing blah 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 uh, without really thinking about why do I need that why is that helping me so now I'm really sort of rooted and you've got to get that first piece of what do you need and how will it help you 
and honesty about that. Like, what are you, who are you doing it for and how are you doing it? Yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I know moms, like, you know, I've been running my business for 13 and a half years now and probably for the first nine of them, I was of the mindset, like, I'll be fine. I can handle this. Like, I'm good. And I don't require a lot of sleep, just like in general, I maybe sleep six hours a night and I'm totally good with that until I'm not. And like, there'll be a time where like, you know, I can go a week or two sleeping six hours a day and then I hit a wall and then I have to sleep like 12 hours (laughs) and then I'm good again. And, but I would push myself so hard that I'd end up sick and not able to take care of everybody because I just assumed I was supposed to do this. Like it just, I just had to do what needed to get done and not worry about me, but that really a bad way to handle life. Oh, difficult, right? And it's so costly in terms of time and energy, and even money. Like that's the sort of culture we have of glorifying busyness and the hustle. And um, of course you've got to take action. You've got to get things done, but we tend to like push, push, push past all our red light boundaries and all of our warnings and then of course you you kind of flip to the other side of you got you're totally burnt out or you need a substantial amount of time to to recover and yeah so I'm all about enjoying the journey as you're going along and trying to get that balance from from the get-go yeah so for moms who are like just kind of journeying into this idea of self-care like where should they start like what's the best place to get a good handle on it so I think definitely with that self-awareness, because I think we jump into what we see represented to us as self-care. And a lot of people have misconceptions that mm-hmm. fall into to, sort of two camps of uh, one, I can't do it because I don't have childcare or I can't do it because it's really expensive and it involves like a big amount of time and money. And I just feel guilty about going to the spa for the day. So there's sort of like these fixed concepts of, of what self-care is that is going to take a lot of time and a lot of money. And some people are in one camp that I can't do it because of childcare or I can't do it because of money or sometimes it's like, you know, both right. kind of in both camps. So I, I think starting with allowing space to really reflect on what you really need most mm-hmm. And getting that answer from yourself. So I'm all about helping people tap into their own inner wisdom to get the simple truths and the knowledge that they already have. And they don't need any guidance or teaching or information about that. And I think that's the first step. So that for me often involves nature. So walking with my dog, walking beside the river. Uh, going through the forest, but also like taking a bath, being in close to or in a body of water, or even just like doing a meditation, like a guided meditation online. There's so many um, amazing things, even like washing the dishes or driving the car, creating space. So some space where you are stepping outside of the busyness for a moment that you can really set that question, like, I want to know what I want, and just allowing the answer to come. And so just after Christmas, that was something I was reflecting on. And the answer was like, uh, water, like really basic, basic thing. Like you need more water. You've got into like Christmas busyness and a change of routine and get back to your routine and, and drink more water. So I really start with that space of allowing, uh, what you want and then, 
uh, going into the very foundational things and thinking about the basics and then also adding in like what are the bigger vision things that you would like to have but coming from a place of like yes I really want that right Um, Um, yeah that's one of the things I do is we live out in the middle of nowhere like there's fields fields all around us but right behind our field is a big woods and I only started doing it two years ago because we don't own it (laughs) we don't even own the field but I know the people who do so I just walk back and just walk through the woods when I'm feeling super stressed out and it is unbelievable, unbelievable how just you can breathe better and you just calm down and everything like just becomes clear all of a sudden. And it's like magic. And people think, you know, Oh, you're going for a hike and it's like marching through the woods, but I'm like strolling, <laughs> like gentle stroll through the woods. That like, total clarity always happens. Yes. And clarity for you, but it's also great for your your business or your project or whatever right. it is you're thinking like. That's when you know you're you're more open to those ideas that have sort of been bubbling in your subconscious, coming up and like, oh, that's how I could solve that problem, or that's what I need, or yeah. And it's hard to when you get out of the habit of not having that space. It's hard to create that space. So that's the first step. Absolutely. Yeah. Another thing for me is a shower and like a long shower. Always, like I almost always figure things out in the shower. And it's when I'm like, you know, most days I get up and I hurry through the shower and get the day going and whatever. It's when I take those long, nice showers that I'm like, oh, <laughs> like things come to me. Yes. <laughs> You're not yeah. like rushing through things. I think that's one of the keys is no, you don't need to rush through life. You can take your time and, you know, things happen yeah. when they're supposed to happen. One of the things that you said that is like, super key to my whole message is moms using their kids as an excuse. And, you know, money's a valid excuse and having kids is a valid excuse. But I think so many moms use it as like, well, an easy way out really. And they may not even realize that's what they're doing, but that's what they're doing. I can't do this right now. I'll wait till the kids are grown, you know, whatever. And it's such a cop out. It makes me actually a little upset because your kids need to see you taking a time, you know, time to chill out and take care of yourself so that they learn to do that. And I'm sure that my son learned it from me, even though I wasn't like verbalizing it, but it's only something I've been doing recently. I'm sure he saw me doing it. And it's everything in life is like that. Your kids see you doing things, whether you're actually telling them this is what I'm doing or whatever, this is how they learn how to be good grownups. And if you don't teach them and you put it off because of them, it's like you're robbing them of knowing you, knowing the real you and seeing you grow and change and, you know, be excited about your life. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Your son got that from somewhere. He must have seen that, right? They're wonderful mirrors of everything. And I think that's so, so key is that you've got to decide what you really want and know that that is truly what you want. And then you've got to make it a habit and build rituals around that. And, you know, say, get support if you have a family, um, you know, say on Sundays, on Sunday morning, for example, I take a really long bath and that's like a ritual and it's okay. I'm going now to relax and to do this. And I'm going to lock the door and I'm not available. You can't come in and the dog can't come in. And, and yeah, and it's saying like, this is what I need for me and it helps me relax. And this is the way I choose to start this day. And I, I need this time. And then you can show up as like the best you. And I think that's also, it's great for modeling. Like this is, 
you know, the way that I'm honestly taking care of myself so I can show up as the best mom possible. And also like setting really good boundaries, you know, around like, I really do need this time. And they, you know, will respect that the family will support that. Once you make it a habit, it's so easy for it to just be, you know, part of your routine and it and it happens. So being really intentional about it, I need this, this is when I'm going to do it, this is the habit that I'm setting, it's like a little ritual around this, I need the support, and then that is just sort of a system that makes it happen then. And something as simple as a bath can be really, really um, an important part of your week, yeah, it definitely is for me. Absolutely. Yeah. So I love that you said ritual because I use that word all the time. It's kind of, I use it interchangeably for routine, but it's more sacred than that. So it's not just a routine, but I hate the idea of routine. Like I buck against it without fail for no reason. Other than that, somebody told me this is a routine you need to have. And I'm like, nope, not doing it. But I found that, and I guess this is really part of self-care is that if I get up and I, I actually teach this in the course that I have for moms, it's week one is, you know, developing a morning ritual. And I make sure that I'm up before everybody else. And sometimes that means getting up at 4.30 or 5 o'clock. And I'm okay with that because I've seen the results of what happens when I do it every day. So I get up and I um, like do devotions or write in a journal or whatever, you know, I'm into at the moment. Usually I do devotions every day and sometimes I write in the journal, but not always. And I take a shower before everybody else. I'm up and dressed and my hair's done and everything before I French press coffee every morning. So that's done. I light a candle every morning and I do like the same thing almost every morning. And when everybody else is up, I'm like ready to go for the day. And it just sets such a great tone for the day for me that I think it, it carries over to them, even though they don't even know what I'm doing, but I'm in a better mood when I wait and get up when they do, I'm grumpy and I, you know, am annoyed and I didn't take the time to fully get myself ready for the day. And it, it just makes such a difference. Like it's unbelievable what a difference it makes. Yes. So that's a perfect example, like taking the time for you and being really intentional about it. And like, this is my space for me and this is what I need. And, you know, you separate from all of the different other roles that you kind of enter into and having that right in your face when you first get up is, is a lot more difficult to sort of claim back that space and that feeling of choice. Yeah. That morning ritual is really big. It's big literally thing. the only time I have to myself. I mean, I am alone right now. They, they all left and went to school and my husband went to work, but it's the only guaranteed time of the day that I have that is nobody else is getting up at five o'clock. So <laughs> I know that I'm not this time by myself. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any other really big self-care things that have really helped you? I Other than, I mean, that's very intentional. I do that every single day. And other things that I do are like, you know, I declutter a lot because I know, you know like I get built up and I feel stressed out about things. And when I declutter an area, it like releases all of that stress. But it, that's not like, I don't have like a schedule for that. Just like when I'm feeling that way, I do that. And I, I try to travel a lot, like as much as possible, you know, with three teenagers, you know, they're all in middle school, high school, and they're all in sports and have jobs and it's difficult, but, um, we still try to at least get away for the weekend or something just to pull out away from everything and give ourselves time to just, you know, be together and hang out. So that's, those are my main things that I do. Mm -hmm. 
And then, yeah, the feeling, like, I, I do it when I have a feeling like I need that. Yeah, so you're kind of, you're in touch with that awareness of, like, oh, this is, like, impacting me. And then I'm recognizing it, and then I'm going to do something, whether it's, like, a small thing or a big clear-out or, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it takes me a while to figure out that's what's going on, but... I get to a point where like I'm blocked with writing and I can't figure out, you know, a simple website thing that should be something I should figure out pretty quickly. And it's just like, everything just feels cloudy and then get rid of stuff and clarity. (laughs) Yeah. And I find like taking small steps so helpful, you know, kind of setting like behavior based goals once you've decided what you really need so rather than saying like I want the outcome of having like eight hours sleep because that's what I've been told we should get I mean you might not get that right you might have like a three-year-old with the flu and you're you're up changing sheets like at four in the morning or whatever but if you've got behavior-based goals around these things that you have a feeling that it would help you whether it's like decluttering or getting more water or for walking the woods and you decide okay like sleep is one that I recognize as a like foundation of self-care for me right now and I'm gonna great it would be great to have eight hours but it's probably not realistic for a lot of reasons so I'm gonna focus on the behaviors that I can control so what can I control so I can control not looking at my phone before I go to bed or I can control not looking at my phone if I wake up or um, having some sort of ritual around like you know I don't know using um, a shower or a bath or essential oil or something before I go to sleep. Um, and so focusing on the behaviors versus like the big outcomes. And I think people kind of fall into like all or nothing. It's another block to, to just getting started and, and doing something. And that changing is, yeah, absolutely. And that's what I say about everything pretty much is like you, so many women sit there paralyzed. They look at this big thing of, I want to do this, but they're not sure how to get there. So they just sit there and look at it and think about it and don't do anything. But it's just those simple steps every day. Just one small thing every day leads you to where you want to go, whether it's self-care or starting a business or whatever it is. But if you just sit there and look at it, then nothing's ever going to happen. You have to keep taking the steps. Yeah. And not worrying about being perfect in all of the areas. Like people feel like, well, how can I talk about this and set these goals and take these steps when this is still a mess? So, well, it doesn't doesn't matter. Compassion and gentleness for yourself. Like this is a focus right now and I'll take small steps in this and then I'll be able to do that as well. It doesn't need to be all at once and all or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a course, yes? Or do you just coaching or do you do both? Yeah, I, I do do one-on-one coaching, but I'm focused at the moment on the, the group course, which is called uh, Zest, Seven Weeks of Self-Care for Mothers. And it just really goes through that process that I described of creating space to allow self-awareness of what you really, really need and thinking about, you know, what would bring more actions of self-love in, into your life through this kind of small behavior-based habits of self-care. So going through the very foundational things of self-care, like sleep, water, Eating the rainbow as a basic nutrition thing, boundaries, um, and the very foundations of self-care, taking small positive actions in those while you're also examining what are the bigger things that you want and having the accountability to actually take action on those because we all have this inner wisdom and this inner knowing. We know what we need. It's the actual 
taking action part, small consistent action. So the group accountability is so helpful for that and and the support of other people that are taking positive steps as well is, is really massive. Anytime I've wanted to create change in my life, I look back and it's been through group support in various different ways, whether it's online or live, because you can bounce ideas off of each other. You have the energy of the group and just uh, built-in accountability. It's a group setting is so great for like, you know, sometimes you get so lost in what's going on in your life that you can't see the easy solution that's right there in front of you. And, you know, somebody looking at it from the outside absolutely can and, and, you know, different perspectives from different people. And then it really helps you figure out what works for you. Yes. Yeah. I'm really a believer in that we're all, we all have different things to teach and that, you know, the best way of learning is teaching. That's being, you know, known for ages that people that are, are teaching things to other learners as they are going through material or, or concepts or, or action steps. If you are sharing your wisdom, you are consolidating your own learning in a way that you wouldn't if you had just said, oh, well, that's great, I've learned that. So you're getting to a higher level. So the group really allows that. Someone else has passed through a struggle in a certain area and they're talking about that, which will spark and trigger something in you that, you know, you're inspiring and uplifting each other. That makes sense. Okay, so where can people go to sign up for your course? So wellbeingisessential.com. If you go there and look at the group coaching, uh, you can find the Zest program and sign up there. And it's a rolling enrollment. So with intentionally with the idea that as people come through in different stages and we're working on on different parts of it, someone has passed through, you know, the stage of looking at creating space for self-awareness and has something to add about that in the live sessions. And there's kind of a, a flow of, other people helping and inspiring and teaching. I'm a big believer in that we all have inner wisdom. So I really do see my role as a facilitator of, of people becoming more in touch with and expressing their inner wisdom. Yeah. That's awesome. I know, so, sorry. So I have a, a free Facebook group as well, Entrepreneur Mothers Support Network, with exactly the same idea that we're coming together to um, support each other in different stages of, of business building and express ideas around how can we um, take on these big creative projects that, you know, I'm sure a lot of people feel like, yeah, I really do. This is why I'm here on planet earth. This is what I'm here for. I feel this passion for this coming through, but I also know I want to do it in a way that is balanced for me and, and for my family and for the project itself. Yeah. Awesome. That makes total sense. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for having, you know, being here with me. Is there anything else you want to add or anywhere you want to send people Instagram, anything like that? Yeah, no, just wellbeingisessential.com for, to check out the Zast group program and then the Entrepreneur Mother Support Network to join us there on Facebook. But I would just really say just start today and start small and get uh, help and support. Yeah, support is the number one most important thing that we need. Like, you know, I'm separated from people because I'm out in the middle of nowhere and I don't go out very much. And the online support that I get is like, it's life-changing, like, and I'm going to go join your group right now. So, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much again for being here. And uh, yeah, let's stay in touch for sure. Okay. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Just Boldly Go podcast. You can check out all we've got going on over at JustBoldlyGo.com. And uh, you can check out my book, Mom Versus Debt, How I Paid Off $64,000 in Credit Card Debt in Under Three Years Without Becoming a Stripper. 
at momversusdebt.com.